0: Welcome to Professor Grunsplatter's Spookatorium. I am your curator, Professor Grunsplatter. Beyond these doors crouch the wonders, horrors, and wry smiles of an uncanny world. This world. Your world. Should you choose to come inside, the sounds and stories that the shadows tell will be yours to behold. Make no mistake, it is a place of questions, not answers. A place where the tickle in your belly or the twitch in your eye simply mean you're paying attention. But then if you weren't curious, you wouldn't be here. There will be no refunds once you enter. Thank you for your attention, and the brave ones come with me. Greetings. Welcome to episode 51 of Professor Gruntsplatter's Spookatorium. Opening the show today was Tote with Shattering Silence from the release Blackened. Uh, Next up was Sky Burial with Awakening from Someone Else's Dream. And the last thing you heard was Heldentod with Revenant from the Ghost Machine release on Cold Spring. Uh, Coming up in a little bit, we will look at the work of Alfred Percy Sinnott and his uh, late 19th century work on esoteric Buddhism and the sort of ripples that it caused through theosophy. And uh, thank you as always for checking out the show. I am glad to have you here. And uh, this is Distortion 6 with Left Behind. Was twenty SV with uranium mines. Uh, before that was Yoke with arid taste of pleasure from their posture release, and opening that set was Distortion Six with Left Behind. Join me in the Spookatorium Portraiture Gallery, home to some of history's more eccentric characters. Alfred Percy Sinnett was the editor of the newspaper The Pioneer. This paper was described by Colin Wilson as the mouthpiece of the British government in India. Uh, the colonial and entirely British government of the Raj oversaw India from 1858 to 1947 with all of the compassion you would expect from an occupying government. But um, Sinnett's uh, position as an editor of The Pioneer afforded him a certain gravitas as a s- serious man. One biographer described him as, quote, a man of wide-ranging interests and open inquiring mind. Besides being a good newspaper man, in all his writings he appealed to the intellect of his readers and had a great power of marshalling ideas. By temperament he was drawn to science and being a keen student of chemistry he had a laboratory of his own. Unquote. So, in 1883 when Sinnott released a book called Esoteric Buddhism, It was received with a significance it might not otherwise have been if it was released by someone else. The Senate begins in the book this way, Everyone who has been concerned with Indian literature, and still more, anyone who in India has taken an interest in talking with cultivated natives on philosophical subjects will be aware of a general conviction existing in the East, that there are men living who know a great deal more about philosophy and the highest acceptation of the word, the science, the true knowledge of spiritual beings than can be found and recorded in any books. In Europe, the notion of secrecy as applied to science is so repulsive to the prevailing instinct that the first inclination of European thinkers is to deny the existence of that which they so much dislike. This establishes right from the top that whether you like it or not, the indigenous people understand more than polite British society, so scoff if you want, but you are wrong. He goes on to deliberately state he was given, not worked for, this secret or what he calls oriental knowledge that he's about to share by hidden masters in the mountains of Tibet. Given his station, people responded and... Apparently it was William Butler Yeats himself that prompted Synod's work to get published on a larger scale through a newly established branch of the Theosophical Society in Dublin. If you are familiar with Theosophy or the lore of Madame Blavatsky, this may start to sound familiar in regard to the Tibetan masters. Uh, Theosophy had started around 1875, and Synod had heard tales of Blavatsky which were numerous and always curious. Uh, by 1880 he became acquainted with her, and in 1881 he released a book called The Occult World, which redeal which detailed many of his experiences spending time with her and the phenomenon that she generated. One of Blavatsky's claims was that she was in psychic contact with hidden masters in the Himalayas through which she received the knowledge that she had. He had expressed an interest to Blavatsky to contact the masters himself and she assured him that he could. A few days later a letter appeared on his desk that would be the first of several which he drew from to write esoteric Buddhism. The letters came to be known as the Mahatma letters but the existence of the letters as the catalyst for his book Esoteric Buddhism was not public at the time of its release in 1883. Two years later, the revelation came to light as the result of an investigation by Robert Hodgson at the Society of Psychical Research. Hodgson's report dismantled many of Blavatsky's miracles as frauds and unraveled the idea of the hidden masters. It was not a definitive death blow to theosophy as there was still ample evidence Blavatsky was a capable, capable medium and an, it did not her followers, as we've seen time and time again, demonstrating that something is not true does not keep people from believing it. However, it did call into question the legitimacy of Senate's work uh, among greater society. Synod had returned to England by 1884. Uh, he ended up becoming a member of the London Lodge of the Theosophical Society And the Mahatma letters are believed to be a significant contributor to the split of that Lodge, with one faction following Synod's lead and the other following Dr. Anna Kingsford, who was the Lodge president. Anna Kingsford sounds like an amazing person in her own right. She was an anti-vivisectionist, a women's right activist, a vegetarian, and one of the few women in Britain to obtain a medical license at that time. Uh, When the split occurred, she formed the Hermetic Society, as ultimately became president of the Lodge. Uh, Writings from the Theosophical Society attributed the split to Sennet's group favoring the Oriental Tibetan perspective, as outlined in his own writings, which were informed by these questionable letters, and Kingsford's side favoring the more esoteric Christianity and Kabbalistic perspective. In addition to that philosophical divide, there was a belief from Sennett's opposition that the inner workings of the society were not meant to be exposed to the public as he had done with his writings. Uh, in early 1900s, Sennett edited a monthly magazine called Broadviews that dealt with world culture's philosophy and current events. He allegedly forecast the First World War In 1911, while lecturing at an event for the Illuminian Society, and he continued to believe that he had contact with the Masters through one means or another, and remained involved in the Theosophical Society throughout his life. Sinnett died at 81 in June of 1921. I always find these stories of society people and their interest in the birth of modern occultism. Fascinating. That whole era, the rise of spiritualism, the various esoteric orders creeping out from the shadows and into the mainstream consciousness, sort of inching from secret meetings to social clubs, and the skeptical acceptance that culture affords it. Opening that set was Saab Ruxa with Reunification of Observer and Observed. Following that was Gigzist with Medieval Witch, and the last track you heard there was Dead Man's Hill with The Veil. Uh, Coming up next is a project called Chatal Hayuk from their recently released self-titled debut. This is Liminal Rights. available on the cryonic mind youtube page if you can like subscribe comment etc it helps the show's visibility if your music was featured here and you'd prefer it was not let me know and i will remove it from the feed you can reach the show at spookatorium at gmail.com the website can be found at spookatorium.org and your comments are always welcome thanks very much for spending some time here That was Mortifero with Battlecry, and before that was Chatul Hayuk with Liminal Rites. That is going to do it for this one. Thanks, as always, for spending some time at the Spookatorium. It is appreciated. Uh, To usher you back to the outside world this time, I've got Ogre. This is not the Skinny Puppy Ogre. This is uh, one from the UK. Uh, This track is from the release the Field Recordist's Guide to Summoning Lesser Demons. This is the Anglican Heresy 1.